everybody, this is Atkins. And this is Adam. And we're coming to you from the future? Because, I guess. <laughs> or is it the past? Time I guess travel maybe is it's so the hard. past. It's the past, right? Because this episode is episode 100 101. No, yeah. but we've not recorded 100 yet. So we will be recording 100 in a couple of nights because we knew it was a long episode. We've got a lot going on. We wanted to be able to uh, take our time. So we're going to wait till Friday night. This is currently Wednesday and we're recording 101. It's true. A little surprise drop. We didn't, uh, we, I don't think we told anybody we were going to release basically two episodes back to back. We did not. That was part of the surprise. We know that uh, a lot of our listeners were eager to have us continue to listen on through or to uh, cover vigilantes. And we had kicked around the idea of not doing that for 100 because it would just make for an exceedingly long episode. Uh, so we kicked around a couple of ideas and I was just like, let's just double release 101 and 100 at the same time. That seemed to work out. Yeah, I think so. And uh, that allowed us to read these next two chapters, which I was pretty excited about because we left off like right in the middle of a big fight. We finally have this huge showdown between Six and Koichi, and Six is just transformed into this like no move form uh, that they're calling Phase Six, which is kind of goofy when I say it out loud, but uh, I'm happy with it. Like, let's keep rocking it, right? Yeah. And you had mentioned, uh, yeah, you'd mentioned the like what you call them exhaust pipes on his back yeah. last episode and that's totally you could see that way better on like the second image in this episode um episode 108 is called the variant um and it doesn't refer to six who himself has undergone a, a variation or a change uh but or we'll, several we'll, <laughs> yeah yeah um, but we'll get to that uh, at the end of episode 108 as we transition into 109. Uh, but we are picking right back up. It's funny, I was listening to you say that last week. Um, one of the things that you like to say is you transition us from whatever BS small talk we do at the beginning of every episode. You're like, well, we pick up basically right where we left off. And in my head, I was like, well, yeah, that's how serialized manga <laughs> typically works. So, <laughs> But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we pick up and it's like the past by 10 years. Or it's true. Sometimes it's like a forward scene and then we get filled in later. So occasionally that's not always the case. It's true. So the, the norm is that we just pick right back up where we left off. And that is the case uh, in episode 108 with regards to uh, the end of 107. These two chapters are really good. I um, read them almost immediately after we recorded our last AMP and talked about it a little bit with Tomac in the Discord. So I'm excited to talk uh, about it with you. Yeah, they're awesome, man. The animation I noted were just amazing. Like both of them, both chapters I thought had really, really great uh, uh, artistic styles. I guess you could say it's very clear. Like this new Nomu just has a look about him that is so menacing. I still think that he looks very much like a xenomorph, and uh, I thought I think I was like, I think he has a tail at the end of 107. It was hard to tell. He definitely has a tail, and there's a scene later on. I think it's in this episode 108. Um, where he's depicted as swimming. Mm -hmm. um, and there was even, I can't remember which alien movie it is, Resurrection maybe, um, where they're depicted swimming. And I was like, it looks exactly like that. So I still feel like there's a pretty strong connection or inspiration from uh, those films with this particular form of Six. And I still think Six isn't done. I think that we're going to see more forms from him based on some of the discussion in this chapter and the next. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't considered, I like, I definitely assumed this was his final form. I haven't thought there'd be more. Now, I did assume we may see more quirks, but not more like forms to, I guess, uh, boost those quirks. 
Well, remember, I think in the last episode of the AMP, I pointed out that his body seems to have an infinite malleability. And That's true. It's like he can just, whatever he wants to look like, he can. And in the last episode, he designed this look for a specific utility. Um, and so if he comes up against uh, a new need for a different utility, I think he's he can do that with his body. And so I would be I would be shocked if we didn't see something else um, transformation wise from him. I feel like we're we're definitely going to get Frieza here, um, where it's just like every I don't know, uh, obviously not two to four chapters, but maybe every five or six we see some, some new, new evolution. Yeah, cool. where he's yeah. responding. Um, so his this transformation was a reaction, um, especially the part where uh, he grew out his claws, you know. Um, so I think that we'll see more of that. That's what I'm anticipating. I think the only difference here is Koichi wants to take this guy out ASAP. Like, he, he's not standing there going, yeah, show me your next form. Like, I want to fight you as powerful as you can be. <laughs> yeah, Koichi barely, he, he probably doesn't want to fight at all. Um, no, he's but, like, how am I still alive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's doing what he believes he has to um, to preserve Pop, um, who is still in the hospital. He's he's successfully lured Six away, but um, Six isn't. Six is now a dog with a bone. Now that Koichi is back on the scene, there is no evading him. So this is kind of an instance where Koichi has made a bed and he's going to have to lie in it for a while until presumably some other heroes show up um, and, and intervene in some other way. Or don't, right? Like, we're not super sure what's going to happen to Koichi just quite yet. Not yet. I, I It would be crazy, especially how episode 109 ends, that we don't see heroes getting involved again. Um, but we, but that remains to be seen. Like, we're, we're not reading ahead. Um, thankfully, Vigilante spoilers are pretty quiet as far as like well relative to my hero um proper spoilers on twitter so they're or on facebook or anywhere else like it, you just don't see them crop up very often so i have no idea what's going on in in proper um or uh, later on in vigilantes and the discord folks have always been great about keeping that stuff uh on the down low and in behind zip lips which is great and helpful yeah yeah it really is well let's pick up right here with chapter 108 man uh, where we so, left off where we left off yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so six is transformed and he is explaining to koichi that this new form's flesh is he says fine-tuned for high-speed movement and he says he's about to get a real taste of this true speed and the next panel is like him dashing off and it's a pretty cool looking panel and uh, i guess they're calling this number six high crawler uh, they've got kind of like a little infographic over him there. Uh, but Koichi is absolutely taken away with how like fast he is in this form. But he does quickly realize that this form or this new version of Six is swiping at him with those same claws that he had before. And Koichi seems to be dodging pretty well so far. Yeah, it looks like Six is going to slice the Achilles tendon. And if you've ever seen like a horror movie, like I think the original Pet Cemetery showed this, like the the original one, not the more, more recent remake, where the little kid has a scalpel and he like slices, I think it was his dad's maybe uh, Achilles tendon from underneath a bed. That, just that visual is completely unsettling. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it really is. I am so glad that Koichi avoided that face because it is hard to, you don't recover from that. Like once that thing is cut, you are immobile. And so Six is doing the right thing. Um, but 
Koichi is, um, as he has been able to do so far, manages to stay uh, just outside of of um, whatever six throws at him, outside of that reach, um, moving. Uh, in this in this case, he kind of uh, throws his ankles backwards, which leaves his uh, his uh, upper body kind of leaned forward, even over six's body as he shoots under uh, beneath him. Yeah, and it's it's pretty nuts too because like six does not let up. He just continues to go after him, and luckily Koichi is uh, able to evade. However, and this was something I thought was kind of funny. Six just headbutts him, and Koichi's totally not expecting that at all. So he does take a blow from from that, and this is something that I I was thinking to myself like Deku would have learned to expect something like this really early on. But Koichi isn't someone that has like he's not fought up against big time villains like this, really. And I mean, I'm trying to think if there's really been anyone to this degree that could change and improve so quickly, like on the go as six is doing. And I, I don't feel like he's come up with against anybody quite like this. So, you know, he gets headbutted and then he gets body slammed and these are just attacks he's not expecting. But then the moment that six starts attacking with his claws, he is able to actually get kind of like some shooty go blam protection style up and running. Like six is going in for attacks, but these little pockets are popping up and protecting Koichi. Yeah, and Koichi is kind of he's he's taken by surprise by the headbutt in the body check um he, because he's kind of focused on what you were kind of describing as Six's previous mode of attack which is with his hands. And so he's looking for those not paying attention to these other openings that he has. Um but these jabs are beginning to come uh even more quickly and without pause because Six's new form, uh, as you pointed out, has these kind of tailpipes out of the back, um, and we get a, a greater explanation of what we're shown visually here later, which is good, because this is a thing where it's just like, okay, you showed me, but I might need a little bit more expla- uh, explaining, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, cause, yeah. Because they show some, like, steam slowly leaking out of those pipes and then blasting out of them. Uh, and then we do get this kind of hint at what's going on when Koichi thinks uh, that uh, Six is not slowing down at all. So he's like, each hit is like this jab of the spear, and he's tr- it's taking all of his focus to defend all these vulnerable spots, but he's he's at a place where he, he doesn't feel like he can keep his defenses up anymore, and we get this page where... Six has got his arm back and his claws are sharp and they're moving. There's lots of movement lines in almost all of these panels, just just straight dark lines depicting um, movement. Uh, and fast uh, movement, too. Right, right. And Koichi sees that arm moving in his direction and he thinks this is it. He's dead and or, or I'm dead rather because he's got me. Yeah, and then we kind of get taken out of this scene because the uh, visage of O'Clock pops up in the background and he tells Six, like, hey, once again, this is ill-advised. And we are taken into this scene where he's... <laughs> I kind of relate this entire couple panels, actually, to uh, The Dark Knight, I think is what it is, where Bane is like, you merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it. That's basically <laughs> right. what these scenes are. Like, O'Clock <laughs> is telling Six, hey, look... You know, that state that you're in right now is really hard for you because your body is, you know, basically going to start running out of the things that it needs. And I understand that you have this new form and this new form is modeled to be what you need it to be while you're using your 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 quirks or your powers. However, even with this form, like even though you're way more powerful and you're way more adept and you're able to do all of these amazing things, Koichi has been in this 
like darkness effectively the whole time. And they're using this metaphor of like six swimming down into the bottom of the ocean and there being all this pressure while Koichi's always been down there. And it just, like I said, it really reminded me a lot of the whole like being born in the darkness kind of deal. Like that o'clock is trying to tell six, like, look, you can train all you want. This guy lives this he he breathes it you are not going to be able to touch him and he kind of furthers to go into that and, and say like you know this whole time what's really unique about koichi is the fact that all of his experience is him out there basically having to dodge attacks and and be ready for that first attack he says typically the police and heroes don't allow opponents to make the first move but during all of his vigilante years, the crawler has always found himself on the defensive, perhaps owing to his lackadaisical nature. To put it plainly, he has an abundance of experience taking the first hit. And as that panel ends, we, we go back into this fight where Koichi just kind of is very easily dodging these attacks. I say easily. He, he's just reacting. He's letting them come at him. He's letting his quirk activate and he's dodging them. And it's amazing. Yeah, and it was during that explanation of the visage that we get a little bit more of the tail part of Six's new form. Uh, so the visage is actually breaking down uh, Six's adaptations. He says those dorsal spiracles, or the things that you call tailpipes, allow for more efficient respiration because we know that that uh, quirk is tied uh, to uh, to your breath. Uh, and then the additional eyes uh, increase visual input. Instead of two eyes, he's got four, and they're spread a little bit further across his face. And then he says, your remodeled skeletal and muscular structures can withstand the violent crushing pressure. And then finally, the long tail doubles as both a propulsive fin and a counterweight to adjust your center of gravity. Uh, and, and so as a result, he says, you can remain in that acceleration state permanently, which is a huge upgrade. I mean, in fact, the tactic that uh, everybody has been relying upon against six thus far has been, let's, you know, throw everything that we can at him until he can't use that state any longer. And now he can just live there, um, which is a mega, mega upgrade. And that is why Koichi finds himself um, in this unending assault. He thought that he was going to catch a break, particularly when he even says so, I think a little earlier in this chapter, uh, where he has to slow down when he's using his hands. That that was him going on past experiences and also hoping desperately for a break in the action that now we're being told is not coming for him. Yeah. Uh, and so this state that he, that the visage says that Koichi also lives in is necessary for his survival. Um, and so we get this big cool page where he calls him a variant fighter. One that, uh, again, instead of focusing on the offensive has, uh, grown up and adapted into this, uh, this almost flawless defensive fighter. Uh, and when we were talking about this previously, Koichi's ability to uh, react and in, uh, seemingly anticipate or even uh, subconsciously defend himself, you and I compared it to Ultra Instinct, which is uh, the state that Goku is learning to master in uh, Dragon Ball Super. Um, when that first came onto the show, too, man, what a, what a cool, like, that was a, the coolest new farm in a long time, right? Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. Like, that was a really neat adaption to kind of a stagnant form system, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it still does the thing that uh, that I complained about a long time ago for Dragon Ball Z is, like, new form just equals new hair color. And it does that, but they go 
out of their way to talk about how this form is different. Um, and it has these, these new elements to it besides like, oh, he's stronger now or, oh, he's faster now. Um, it is what Weiss had been building up for a long time, really since Resurrection F, this idea that your body moves on its own. And they depict that extremely well uh, in Dragon Ball Super, in my opinion. Uh, so it, it wasn't just a, a hair color change, you know, which... Right. Like, you know, it's cool, I guess, but you're going to run out of the colors at some point. Um, <laughs> Maybe. You never know. There's a lot of combinations out there. Have you ever there seen uh, the HTML color combination codes? No. Millions of them. But, I mean, but the other thing is you can't just go to, like, another shade of yellow or blue or red, you know, like, they because then you it becomes too hard to differentiate unless you do things like they did with uh, Ultra Instinct, which is, okay, there's this hair color change. But then there all there's these all these other things that are going on simultaneously. That's um, fair. So That's fair. they found a way to show that it was a, a significant boost in power and speed without it just being those things, um, which I appreciated. You know, they they do some of that here in these panels too that I really like, where you know Koichi seems to kind of go into this like. I'm going to say ultra instinct like state. If you look at the, the way he's drawn here, it's like the moment he starts letting his quirk work on its own, his eyes are like bugged out. Like he's hollow almost. And he's just reacting. It's just pure reaction and instinct. These panels yeah. are really cool. You know, I never noticed that until you pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, these, these panels are awesome. Like they give you this idea that he's in almost like a trans like state where he's just reacting. And uh, I, I love it. You know, like the, this last page here, uh, there's more of O'Clock saying, like, a monstrous warrior whose reflexes are trained to counterattack, and he calls him an unthinking dancer. Yeah. I love that. Like, that's such a great way of describing what we see. And even Koichi himself is, like, really shocked. I mean, this last pla uh, panel is him just going, wow, like, I survived that. How? How did I do that? And o even O'Clock is surprised. He's like, all right, well, instead of dominating him with another... Uh, you know, speed strategy or speed alone, you're going to have to come up with something else. And he says that is the purpose of phase six. Yeah. And to your point, um, Koichi, that swipe that I was talking about that gets kind of interrupted by the, uh, the visage kind of breaking down six's new form. Um, that is a, is that's the last time you see Koichi's pupils in his eyes, until the very last page of the chapter there's when one two three four yeah there's five um, four full pages and then when he finally catches the break in the action you see that dot in there uh for his people so that was a really good uh, uh thing that you picked up on that i had totally missed i, I really like that and um when we were talking about this in the discord recently about comparing uh, what we are seeing in Koichi to Ultra Instinct, a couple of our listeners uh, in Discord friends, Tomac and Busta, had brought up independently. Um, I don't Busta did it later, but I don't think he was aware that Tomac had already brought it up. Um, they talked about this psychological phenomenon called flow state. Yeah, it's really um, cool. It is cool. I, I don't know how much research you did or didn't do. Um, I'm aware I've, of it, but I hadn't done any research for this episode. But it's talked a lot in the IT industry as being like this ideal state of mind where you can just sit down and like really flow and get work done. And I've definitely experienced it before. Like it's crazy when you can finally get into that state. Yeah. So I found a couple of interesting lists that we can walk through really quickly just to kind of kind of cross check Koichi versus uh, these various descriptions of uh, the, the flow state 
Um, and uh, one in particular breaks it down into phases uh, with regards to combat sports, which I thought was pretty relevant. Ooh, that so, is cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, this first one comes from the Huffington Post. Uh, first of all, it was the, the, the concept or the term was coined by a positive psychologist, which like, I got a degree in psychology. I've never heard of a positive psychologist. Well, it's because um, you're not one, clearly. Yeah, I would, definitely <laughs> would not be. Um, and then I, I couldn't tell you what this dude's name is. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce it. Um, but this dude, we'll call him, um, coined the flow state back in the 1990s, um, has a book or two out on it. Uh, description uh, that they have lifted from one of his books, I believe, is that the flow state involves being completely involved in an activity for its own sake. The ego falls away, time flies, every action, movement, and thought follows inevitably from the previous one, like playing jazz, and your whole being is involved and you're just using your skills to the utmost. Um, and so there's a list of 10 factors that can accompany this state of flow. So let's run through these and see. Um, and now, I don't think that the, yeah, so the very, after, after this list, it says now not all of these factors need to be present in order to achieve flow state. So we might not be able to see each one of these in Koichi, but it'd be fun to see which ones we might put uh, point easy fingers at. So uh, thing number one. Uh, what, do, what do I call this? Uh, 10 factors. So factor number one, having clear goals about what you want to achieve. I think that that's clear. Here, yeah, right? I would agree with that. Um, that being his preservation or protection of pop. That's the only reason why he uh, landed after taking off uh, after having been given a very different mission uh, from the authorities on the scene. Uh, concentration and focus. I think we can see that too. What do you, what do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he's concentrating and focusing on staying alive at least. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's all that it is for him right now. Yeah. Because like I said, he knows, I almost wonder if he knew that turning back and facing six head on would be his end, or, or at least that he anticipated that it very likely could be his end, but he still found value in it. Um, I don't think he, he knew that he turned around until he landed. If you want me to be oh, honest yeah. with you, like, okay, Koichi strikes me as the kind of guy that, uh, it's like when Deku ran after the slime monster, right? Or in this case, like Koichi's done it a handful of times where he has just done the hero thing and, and his feet led him without him thinking about it. Right. I right. think that happened here, really, to some extent. Like, yes, he was actively thinking about pop and what was going on and things like that. We have a whole chapter where they talk about this. But there's a real big part of me that thinks he landed and looked around and was like, oh, God, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Okay, I'm doing <laughs> yeah. this. Let's do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like I said, once he landed, he became uh, he became the bone to Six's dog. Totally, like, yeah. He, there's, no, there's no evading here. Like, he's stuck. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. And yeah, in, in, uh, in essentially, that's what I think. Unless he gets help. Agreed. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure like we still have, um, you know, Soga making his way. Knuckle Duster is inevitably going to show up on the scene. I'm sure they will happen in appropriately dramatic fashion. We Hell, need to start a countdown, man. Like, I feel like I've been wrong for at least five episodes now. So, well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a breath, uh, a breath of fresh air for the AMP for us not to, uh, you know, anticipate something and then it happened first thing in the very next chapter. So I've, I've kind of been enjoying the the tension of the yeah. buildup of like, uh, surely they are. But when? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. So right, anyways, fun. I keep distracting you. What's the what's the no, next? Uh, 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 what was this? Number eight factor. Eight number factor. three. Number three. OK. Yeah. Three of ten. Uh, so participating in an intrinsically rewarding activity. This is one I'm not so sure uh, applies to Koichi. 
Um, I don't think that he's doing this because he finds it rewarding. I think that he's doing it on behalf of somebody else, which is uh, not intrinsic, it's extrinsic. Uh, I don't it, know. I mean, I think at this point he may be fighting for his own life, and that this is now when he's hitting those flow states. I could, I feel like that's pretty rewarding. Like, living? Rewarding. <laughs> but he's being surprised <laughs> by that. Like, this, okay, this implies fair. an intentionality that I don't think is there for Okay, Koichi. I'll give you that. I'll and remember, that. not all these factors have to be present to achieve that's the flow fair. state, according to the HuffPost. So uh, take that for, uh, you know, whatever value you want to ascribe to it. The fourth factor is losing feelings of self-consciousness. I almost wonder if that's what's happening at the in panels here, like when his eyes kind of dilate out like that. I mean, that could be a bit of his uh, like loss of consciousness. This is when he is just reacting, and and it's just that pure instinct. What do you think? I think that it depends on what how they're defining self consciousness here, because I do think that Koichi is very aware of himself, and that's why he's able to defend himself even subconsciously. Sure, right? sure, sure, yeah. Um, and it's certainly not a lack of consciousness in the sense that he's like, like blacking out, right? Yeah, right. Um, but if it's just like, um, if they mean self consciousness to be taken as like loss of sense of self or value of self. Um, I don't, then, then maybe, because I, like I said, I think he, he's throwing himself at six, probably getting into this altercation, knowing full well that it could be the last thing that he does, but he's, but he considers that worthy given why he's doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the way that I'm hearing that and the way that I would read that is like, you're losing the sense of self in the, the matter of there are only two things, the thing I'm doing and the goal, and that's it. You don't think about anything else. Yeah, I mean, he's not, yeah, I, I think that he's, th- I think that this one could apply or not apply depending on what How they mean by self-consciousness yeah. is what is what I think. Absolutely. Um, the fifth one is timelessness or losing track of time passing. Hmm. You know, what's interesting here is that, like, I would think that that probably naturally happens in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that you yeah. have a super great concept of time because fights are weird right they look like they would take forever but most actual fights last less than like 30 45 seconds i would think of course that's untrained people and things like that but but when when you're in that moment your adrenaline's pumping and everything like you're not thinking about time it's just not happening now maybe six is but that's because his quirk is time-based right and anymore it's well, not. So Yeah, I was going to say, not anymore. Right. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that that definitely applies here. Yeah, or at the very least, he is not aware of time anymore. No. Um, he, he's, it's, he's not on a clock in the same way that he was when he was basically told, if you leave now, I'll, you can get all my and be back within 60 seconds. Uh, like, that concept of time is gone for him. Uh, I think that he's just literally trying to survive moment to moment, which I think leads into the next one. Uh, factor number six is being able to immediately judge your own progress or instant feedback on your performance. Uh, if it doesn't get any clearer than him going, I somehow survived that um, and being shocked by that and by um, pre- previous uh, ways that he has subconsciously defended himself. I think that that has been pretty evident in the pages of the manga. I agree. Um, seven is knowing that your skills align with the goals of the task. I think that that one's on the 10 and self-evident as well. Mm-hmm. Um, eight is feeling control over the situation and the outcome. That one I don't think applies really here. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think he's continuously shocked that he's alive. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he even knows what he's doing. And that's actually 
almost part of the reason why I think Six is struggling with this more. If Six was fighting someone that seemed confident, I think Six would have a hard time with that. But the fact that Koichi doesn't know what's going on and doesn't seem to be aware of what he's doing really is what's pushing Six over the edge. Because this is like, in his mind, he's fighting a novice. This shouldn't be happening. Right. And also in Six's mind, he exerts control. Right. Because of his quirk. And he's unable to do that against Koichi. And so it's not even on purpose. Him. So that's got to really frustrate him. Right. Right. Yeah. He, yeah, he, that, that part of it certainly has got to be one of the most frustrating elements from Six's perspective because Koichi seems to have no concept of how he's doing this or, or that he's doing it. Um, and certainly is it, it, that from Six's perspective, that has got to be infuriating. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. The ninth one is a lack of awareness of physical needs. Um, so I'd guess that that's like meal skipping typically if you're like really in your flow. <laughs> or thirsty, uh, things like yeah, that, you know. Yeah, um, And we don't, we're not in Koichi's head enough, I think, to, to you know, to know if he's really got a pee, but is not even thinking about it or whatever. Uh, and then number 10 is the complete focus on the activity itself. And Koichi doesn't have a choice there. No, I, I, think, I think his body's doing that for him. Well, and I think... Six is not giving him the opportunity to focus on anything except six. Uh, and so yeah. he's forced into that, uh, into that one, in my opinion. So then we've got characteristics of a person with uh, what they call autotelic personality, which is another, it's the kind of personality that lends itself most to uh, the flow state. Um, and we can see many of these in Koichi. So persistent. I think that that is uh, pretty pretty applicable to Koichi, even from the beginning as just, you know, your friendly neighborhood Koichi, um, continuing to do the good, the good guy thing, even when, um, it cost him in some very obvious ways early on, uh, that he has never been one to flee from a fight. Even the, the one time he really had an opportunity to, he comes back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so persistent, I think is, is definitely one that applies to him. Curious is another one. Um, a limitless desire to learn and discover. I think we saw that most when, um, he was training with Soga and the crew, um, and trying to figure out new applications for his quirk. Uh, but I also think that some of that might've taken place off screen that we've seen the fruits of more recently. Some of these newer upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think in general, he seems like a curious person though. Yeah. Um, uh, low self-centeredness so uh just they aren't they aren't selfish i suppose um they say that it's the sense of self-being is lost uh and i don't know i would take it to that extreme with koichi but i do think he's very other oriented uh and that's part of what makes him a good hero i agree even at the expense of himself which again i think that makes him i think that's part of what makes him a good hero agreed and he's he's shown that characteristic multiple times i mean he he was willing to sacrifice himself for captain celebrity not yep. too long ago so yep exactly that was exactly the thing that i was thinking of um when uh when i was moving through this list the next one is open to experience they want to expand their possibilities learn from others and adapt to new situations and adopt new ideas we've seen him do all of the above you know um with tutelage under uh knuckle duster with his uh willingness to even be taught and coached by a bunch of scrubs like soga in the in the crew you know um so there we've seen him do just that you know stretch himself and grow um even under ingenium i think that there's an argument to be made from that as well um action oriented uh i think that that one's 
pretty obvious. Like he's always in the mix. He's always in the mix, man. Yeah, he can't, like, he, he can't to help the frustration it. of folks like Aizawa. Yeah, yeah. Like this guy can't help but be in the middle of trouble. Yep. Positive. Oh yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Koichi is very positive. It's almost almost saccharine, which is not my favorite quality to have in a, a, a main character. But he wears it well. He wears it better than I would say most, in my opinion. Yeah, he definitely is kind of like a, uh, he, maybe this sounds kind of weird. He reminds me of a surfer, you know, like just goes with the flow and takes it as it comes. Yeah. Next one is internal locus of control. So this is uh, individuals who adopt an internal locus of control believe that the outcomes in events are in their control. What do you think about that one? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I think that one applies too much to him. He doesn't seem to want to be a main character, even though he's the main character of this this manga. I mean, in general, Koichi seems like the kind of person that would be totally happy to be on the sidelines. I read this one as I do think that Koichi believes he can do something. Sure. Yeah. That's... So he's always going to do whatever the something is he thinks he can do. But I don't I also think that there are instances where he does. He sets himself into a, a position where his best isn't good enough, that he can't possibly do the thing by himself, but he still does the something that he can. You know, if that yeah. makes sense? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. I mean, this, like like I'm just, you know, gesturing at the manga. This, this thing that we're reading <laughs> right now, this is him probably not feeling like he's going to, uh, that he, he's, he doesn't necessarily, I don't think at all, has this confidence when he lands uh, and, and stares down six. It's like, I've got this. I think he instead thinks, I have to do this. And there's a difference in those two things. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, internal drive, uh, people that have a high rate of performing acts for essential reasons, they're less influenced by money, prestige, and other extrinsic factors. I think that that, at least those last three things are pretty evident in Koichi. Um, certainly not doing it for a paycheck, not doing it for renowned. In fact, um, because of their vigilante title, they're all but kind of doing things behind the scenes in a subverse, uh, like, um, not subversively. Although I guess, I guess it is also subversively. Yeah. But it's also kind of thankless, right? Like they're not out there doing it for the fame and the money and the fortune and, and the notoriety. That's kind of why they're vigilantes or maybe that's part of why. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't throw up his hands and contact the press to complain when uh, Sukauchi had him scrubbed from the sky incident. Right. You know, yeah, like it's not about that for him. He just he wants to be there to help. Yeah. Um, loves a challenge. They have a higher likelihood of participating in hobbies and taking on challenges. Uh, he, I yeah, don't, I don't know that I would feel like Goichi loves a challenge, but maybe I, I, I don't. Maybe he doesn't go looking for them in the way that this is phrased, but he doesn't, he's not afraid of them. No, no. You know, he doesn't shirk them. I mean, them. the dude takes on from villains, them. like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then willing to learn is the last one, which I think is pretty evident oh, yeah. in Koichi as well. Definitely. I totally agree. So we're seeing a lot of evidences for this very real psychological uh, concept in uh, this fictional character, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's a that neat, neat thing to look into, man. Yeah, the cool. So this last little bit, well, it's not any kind of list, um, but for the combat sports, they broke this flow state up into a handful of phases, um, the struggle phase, the release phase, the flow state. And then the fourth one is the interesting one uh, that I want to talk about. So struggle phase is, you know, you're you come up against something that is challenging and you either rise to it or you don't. Um, and then so many people don't get into flow state because of the struggle phase. They're just unwilling to challenge themselves. Koichi, I think has a history of not, uh, not being overcome by 
most of the challenges, if not all of them, that have come before him, right? To doing, like I said, what he thinks he can do, whatever the thing is. Uh, then the release phase is when you accept the struggle, take on the challenge, and you start to obtain what they call this release phase. So um, it triggers the uh, the flow state. So this is where your brain converts from conscious to subconscious. Um, so we've seen that in the last couple of episodes where Koichi uh, was consciously and intentionally trying to defend himself, but his body was doing more than his mind probably thought it was capable of, um, which is that subconscious processing that this is talking about. Um, then you got the flow state, um, which this it's they it breaks it up into grades. We don't really have to talk about that, but it's what we're seeing in the pages here. But the cool thing is, uh, and, and this is this is an interesting thing that I think uh, right before we started recording, I was like, oh, there's another dot, you know, that I think you can connect. So the argument in this particular uh, set of stages or phase, phases is the fourth one is called brain rewiring and memory consolidation phase. Uh, and if you think back to the way that the visage or, you know, you don't have to think, you can just scroll back in your manga or flip a couple pages back um, to the way that the visage talked about Koichi's history of um, finding himself on the defensive, then he has this overabundance of experience. And so what this flow state stage thing suggests is that with that experience, uh, you you basically level up in this flow state. You know what I mean? Like it takes your experience and your body is then able to do um, because of repetition before um, what once would have taken a lot of energy and concentration takes almost none now. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like machine learning, like just the repetition, teaching your body what to do in certain instances. And then finally, it's just being able to do it and recognize the pattern. Yeah, and so the visage says, as a result, this variant fighter was born. Um, as a result of all of those punches thrown in his direction, his body, his subconsciousness even, has adapted to that state of defensiveness, and it doesn't need the kind of thought um, devoted to it in order to work. Um, so this combat sports thing argues that that same thing, where like you do the, the one thing... Um, with thousands and tens of thousands of reps until it becomes something that you can do without conscious thought, um, which is an interesting and scientifically proven through a ton of other non-flow related studies uh, that they've kind of pulled in to this fictional story that we're reading and enjoying, which I thought was pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. So a, a lot on flow state that I had never even heard of until a couple guys in the Discord were like, hey, that sounds a lot like this. And then we spent, I don't know, probably too much time talking about it, but it's fascinating. I like that kind of stuff. It is really fascinating. There are, you know, like I, I work in IT, and so there's always this talk about folks in like Silicon Valley and out on the West Coast doing crazy things like microdosing acid to get into flow state quicker. So that way they can knock out code faster or projects faster or resolve problems faster. And it's it's been something that I've looked into. It's really interesting stuff. You're looking into microdosing? No, just how they talk <laughs> about it. You know, I mean, it's it's it is an interesting concept. I'm telling fat gum. <laughs> Don't let them know what I'm up to. It's not good. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into episode 109. Uh, did I miss the title on this one? It's later. It it's later. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's like on the fourth chapter. It is named Culmination. 
which I thought was interesting because that's a name culmination. When I read that, I was like, surely we're not going to see the end of this fight in this chapter. Oh, heck no. And we don't. Mm -mm. It's just I one of the first times I've read a name and been like, I don't like that name, actually. Interesting. Well, let's see how I feel about it at the end, because I never pay attention to the titles until we're recording. Um, So we pick back up with the visage. God dang it. Now I'm saying it. Did we pick up where we left off? You've ruined me. (laughs) Pretty close. Um, So the visage is, he says something interesting. And Thomas, uh, Tomac and I talked about this in the Discord. He says, number six, you're far too fixated on O'Clock's striking style. Um, That rings a lot of Deku. Yeah. You're you're fixated too much on All Might's punching things thing. Um, Like, broaden your horizons, bro, and then you get shoot style born from that. Um, So uh, that is a cool little Easter egg or callback there right at the top of 109. Yeah, that is nice. That was the same exact thing that I was thinking when I read that, too. Uh, and he, he goes on to tell him that up against a variant like the Crawler, who possesses remarkable ability to dodge, he ought to treat this like a game of chess. You know, he's got to plan several moves ahead to rob him of room to actually evade the attacks and to basically box him into a corner. And Six just says, got it. Like, he's immediately already has this plan. And honestly, it's a pretty dang good plan. He tosses a whole bunch of grenades up. Well, let me back up. So he he actually okay, grows good. arms. Yep. <laughs> which is, <laughs> Don't miss that part because yeah. it's dope. Yeah, he, he transforms, he grows some arms, and then he is talking about how he didn't like having to regenerate his hands every time he attacked with his knuckle bombs. So instead, he's going to grow some grenades. And then he tosses a whole bunch of them up into the air, goes after Koichi with a handful more, and throws them directly at Koichi, who then evades into the air. And when he does that he immediately starts triggering off all of these bombs. It's like a massive minefield in the air for Koichi. It's, it's Piccolo's hell zone grenade attack. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, we need to, I'll see if I can find a video of it on, um, on YouTube and link it in the, the show notes because it is, that is exactly what this is. Like Piccolo's done this on more than one occasion and it's awesome. Every time something I noted, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Uh, so the, now that we have six in this new form, he has not had any of his little, uh, like singy song notes. Uh, yeah, man, he's, he's super serials right yeah, now. He really is. I but I just, yeah, there's I no singing. I want that. I miss that. Like it would be great if in this panel here, uh, whenever he says, got it, if that was like his sing song, like if it had a little music note there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, it would also feel kind of out of place at this point, though. Would it? I don't know if he starts to feel like he's got the upper hand. Yeah, well, he. I also don't think he spoke got it because it's in a square. You're not you know? wrong. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, maybe he's he's not thinking musically either or lyrically. I think that that might be the more appropriate that's uh, fair. terminology there. But yeah, Deku, Deku, jeez. <laughs> Koichi jumps up into the air um, and he's kind of floating on uh, some of his uh, projections. We've we've learned that he can project this force field from any part of his body now. And so he's got some underneath his feet. That's not new. Um, so he's kind of like Iron Man hovering. Uh, and then all of these grenades blow up, but Koichi manages to Iron Man jet boot out of there. And this surprises Six for some reason. He's like escaping with an airborne boost. I'm like, dude, you've seen him do this. Uh, so th- there's a couple times where Six acts surprised by things that he shouldn't be surprised by. Like like when he was like, oh, combining the kowtow maneuver with slide and glide. I was like, that is what the kowtow maneuver has always been. Like, why are you shocked by that? Anyway. Do you think it's potentially the author trying to let us in on the fact that even in this form, Six is potentially slipping? 
like that that he is using his quirk to its full abilities he is having some kind of like oxygen depletion maybe he's not thinking all the way yeah i don't i don't think so like i just had that thought but that well yeah it would be contradictory to what the visage explained for like four pages in the last chapter also him so he's just trying to convince himself that he's okay oh right so you think that he's like oh okay i see i see i mean you're thinking thinking that he's still trying to convince himself of what he thinks he's attained with this new form potentially i don't i mean we don't really know what the visage is because at the end of this chapter i definitely think that it's more than just six himself I agree. And that's a that's an argument that's kind of because I was going to say, if that's the case, if what you're saying is the visage is six trying to convince himself of what he believes is going on with this new form, that doesn't make sense, really, of the visage also going out of his way to say, yeah, but you still ain't got shit on Koichi, you know, (laughs) 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 or maybe that's just the self-deprecating part of his nature, I guess. But yeah, like we're getting ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Not not very much. Um, But yeah, the end of this chapter Oh boy, I think it brings some things for for full circle for us because I think we've discussed this thing um, quite before. a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Koichi ends up going back into his like flow state here in the the panels that we're talking about because as he is escaping from this explosion, uh, he's got that kind of like dilated yep. eyes again. The pupils go blank, and he just starts popping off shooty go blams. Uh, so I mean, he's in kind of I don't want to say full attack mode, but he's at least defending himself from all of these explosions going on around him and he's able to shoot all of them down which is pretty crazy so the moment he finishes he he, they do this thing again where they're like oh it leaves me gasping and drained which i feel like they've made mention recently about him having to hold his breath but it seems inconsistent so i don't know yeah, there are times where I think that the artists have gone out of their way to um, really show Koichi with his mouth uh, kind of pursed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't really see that here. I did think um, it was funny, though, because he falls out of the sky into some rubble. Into trash. Or is it yep. trash? Yeah. So it is tra- yep. It is trash. I thought it was rubble at first, but no, it's trash. Him constantly yep. falling into trash really cracks me up. I like that that's yep, a recurring gag. It's the first thing he learned from Knuckle Duster, man. Yeah. Maybe he'll show up next chapter. Maybe this is the indication. No, it could. Oh, man, that would be wild if they were just like, oh, oh, did you catch it? And then he just shows up in the very next chapter. He's actually like drunk at the bottom of this pile of trash. Like, who hit me? (laughs) He just comes stumbling out of the trash himself. I did my superhero landing here first, Jerk. Um, (laughs) Did you notice that he's got a little piece of, I think it's called Naruto uh, or, you know, the little. Yeah, it's Naruto. Yeah, it's like a fish roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny. It's stuck on his head. Maybe Naruto's going to show up in the next chapter. Holy crap. It could be. Huge crossover. Epic crossover opportunity. <laughs> um, Koichi decides that he needs to keep this uh, this fight on the ground here. Uh, and so we get more of the visage saying, hmm, so the grenades uh, were not the key to victory after all. It's almost like he's being sassy, which I thought was funny. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. And this is where the, uh, gosh, Six is just like, all right, well, let's use another type of bomb. And so we transition back over to, Ko- not Koichi, we transition back over to the hospital where we see Wrapped and Moyoru. Moyoru, did I get it right? Yeah, but you could. You've been calling him Moyu for Forever. a long time yeah, now, yeah. so I don't know why you're going back to the I, harder I one for you to pronounce. I keep trying. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we see Wrapped and uh, Moyu and Sokoachi who are all trying to like gather up the Anon warriors, and they've got this. It's like netting wrapped around them. It looks like a volleyball net. I don't. It does look know like a volleyball where net. they got it from. Uh, but they're trying to round all of them up, and then we go back into this fight where all of these bomber villains or Anon warriors are like 
And they keep coming out of these alleyways, just absolutely trying to gang up on Koichi. It seems as if Six has basically turned these things back on or like dedicated a sub process to running these things. Yeah, in fact, that gets explained by the visage again. Uh, so first thing he says is phase six of Operation Anonymous involves throwing all available resources at the target. And again, I still don't know if phase six was like baked into the plan initially or if it is an evolution to the plan out of necessity. Regardless, they talk about it here as if this has always been what what they were going to do. I think we're um, really on like phase six B underscore right you know <laughs> yeah but he does point out that and, and this is an allusion back to um, what had previously been stated you talked about it in computer terms that he didn't have like the processing power really to control the all of these anons that's why they went into like standby mode when he uh when he got was otherwise occupied with uh you know soga firing at him and all that kind of stuff right um, here, the visit says that the enhanced breathing serves to boost overclock, giving you dynamic control over the anons and simultaneously accelerating your cognitive abilities. So he's able to do both with uh, greater ease now, if not greater proficiency than before. Yeah, and then we get this really cool panel where we see like the inside of his brain because the visage is telling six like hey look any normal brain would totally not be able to keep up with this and six says he's totally aware and he, he explains that it feels like his brain has been on fire and this panel i like it i think it's really cool it's just a close-up of six's head with his brain and all this electricity going around it uh, and he's explaining that the burning heat is his rage and he is directing it at him, meaning Koichi. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the Red Lanterns, if you've ever read any of the Green Lantern stuff. I know vaguely of them because I listened to Comic Book Cabinet once. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he continues into these next panels, which are really, really cool as well, where he's explaining that the heat in his brain is shooting through his synapses uh, as messages to each of these individual anons. And they show like this huge web of electricity connecting all of the different, you know, uh, bombers that are just going after Koichi. And I couldn't tell, and I was wanting to ask you here, do you think that if Koichi turns around, he's going to see this, like, electrical mess just going after him? Or do you think this is more metaphorical for the reader? I think it's I think it's visual for the reader. Do you think so? Okay. I couldn't yeah. tell what they were going for with the electricity, like, because it, it almost seems in this first panel on this page that it the electricity is, like, coming out of... Six's like skull or like his head. Uh, and then they kind of continue that, that theme of all of these warriors kind of, or these bombers connected with this electricity. So I was like, I don't know if maybe he really is starting to project some kind of electricity or something. Uh, but six is all powered up. He says that there's absolutely no escape now. And uh, we have the visage talking to us and he says, changing targets mid mission for personal reasons has to come at a considerable cost. And he, he further says, I consider the mission a failure, but this experiment on the whole has taken an intriguing turn. And we know that six was just an experiment. So that's further evidence that this is actually all for one. Oh, yeah. Especially the last page. Absolutely. Which shows him with that giant smile grin and his, his fingers steepled together. And he says, number six, what will you attain? Follow your twisted path to its end. Seek your culmination. There's the episode title. Uh, and then surpass your every limit. Because I think I had mentioned this before that um, 
all for one obviously is involved here that he could easily be posing somehow with a quirk as this visage, um, even if it's only visible to six. Uh, and then th- that this this was permitted for six to do to carry out this mission for a personal reason, but also as a big test for some of All for One's assets uh, and investments, including Six himself, but also the Anons and um, Six's connectivity um, and uh, kind of power or influence over them, even in the midst of battle. And so All for One is raking it in, right? Um, And I think, too, I wonder if there's a part of All for One that now knows that as committed as Six is to chasing Koichi down, this is taking more time, the pro heroes are going to have more time to respond, regroup, call in reinforcements. And so that he's basically written off six and the anons. It's like, okay, like I'm not going to get these assets back, but we get to see what they can really do. Not just against somebody who's putting up a good defense, but against some pro heroes here in the future too. Um, I wonder if that's part of what has got all for one, you know, I guess he would want his assets back ultimately, but he's kind of at that point where like, with Paragus, uh, you know, and Broly in the last movie where Paragus is just like, well, I don't have any control anymore. You know, I'll just write um, you off. You're not even a thought in my mind anymore. Yeah. But like I said, I think all for one has basically green lighted this because regardless of the outcome, he still gets what he wanted, which is information um, that he will use to, you know, do more uh, Nomu work in the future that we've seen the fruits of in My Hero proper. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we've, we have we know that he has already invested a lot into experimenting with the Nomus. This has got to be one of the huge things that led him to his final creations that we're seeing in My Hero proper. So, man, I can't wait to read more. I can't believe, like, two chapters just is so little. Like, I feel like it goes by so quick. But... It does. If we if we bumped but, up to four, we'd be done in three weeks. So, yeah, we can't do that. I think they're only on like chapter one twenty two in Vigilantes right now. So we're closing that gap with every episode of ours, uh, and it'll be a sad day when Vigilante ends. Even though I think I will also be pleased by that, um, that it won't just run on infinitely. Uh, I like that it seems to be uh, coming to a close. I think that uh, moving into a project like this with uh, with affinitude with an expected finitude or a a definitive end is smart. I know that uh, Horikoshi set out with a definitive end in mind for MHA, and I think that maybe that deadline has been pushed a little bit. Um, I don't really know. I don't, I hadn't read like all the interviews and stuff, but I do recall him saying, Oh, I like, I know where this is ending. Um, And maybe it's just taking him a little bit more time to fill things out. Yeah, I'm excited that we're going to have something uh, to kind of wrap this up, hopefully in a nice little bow, make it a nice little present. We'll see. Yep, a gift to us all. Well, join us uh, on the next episode of AMP. We will be covering chapters 110 and 111 of My Hero Academia uh, Vigilantes. Uh, and then you can join in next week to Kyo Cinema, which you can find RSS links to on our Twitter at AlmightyPod. Uh, Kyo Cinema, if you are unfamiliar with it, uh, is a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super movie rewatch podcast featuring Adam and I. Uh, and we are covering BoJack Unbound next yeah. week. We just finished the first original Broly movie, um, so you can catch our coverage of that already. Um, and, uh, if you also follow us on Twitter again at almighty pod, you can find links to the discord so that you can jump in and talk about 
Dragon Ball, or you can talk about My Hero, or you could talk about literally any other anime because lots of animes are covered in that particular channel uh, almost every day of the week. Or whatever else is going on in your life. We're, we're all getting to be pretty good pals in there, so uh, we talk about all kinds of stuff. It's great. Yeah, I tolerate you. Yeah, I um, get that. I tolerate me too. <laughs> I'll tolerate you more when you leave a uh, a review for Kyo. Hey, I finally did. It may take a day or two to show up, but I left one. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, hopefully everybody enjoyed episode 100. We haven't recorded it yet, but here's hoping from the past or the future, both, that you enjoyed it. Yeah, congratulations, insert name here, for winning the drawing, and thank you for submitting uh, your questions to us. And uh, hopefully I didn't embarrass myself too horribly with the trivia, even though uh, past Mike still fully expects that to be the case. <laughs> we'll see you next week or maybe in two weeks. See you guys. We'll be right back.